1: you get so many ideas so on a Monday you, you might get 10 opportunities that present themselves and I when I was first going in I was thinking oh every idea sounded amazing like whoa that that's, Put it all. yeah that's oh my ten, 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 god ten, ten, yeah ten, ten. that's unbelievable that's great that's great and then I quickly realized that it's not about the idea necessarily it's about the people like who's behind the idea you're investing in that person mm-hmm. to execute on that business so like put the what because a, a lot of the best ones that i've invested in are boring mm-hmm. like i would they don't excite me but the people behind it are trusting that person i believe in that person actually the idea is a good idea but i believe he can actually f- pull through this and, and and do what he's saying if he has the right resources around him
2: my graduates from my school being forbes backdrop backdrop <laughs> a mic drop. Back, drop back drop all right guys welcome back EYL UK this is a very very special iconic Trump episode trumpets please yeah, <laughs>
3: yeah. Mike do the trumpets please <laughs>
2: <laughs> First of all, shout, shout out to my guy Suli for uh, making this possible Big um, Man things. Yes, yes, it's been a great resource for us um, We've been getting a lot of love in London A lot of hospitality People are very, very welcoming people mm-hmm. um, And going out of their way to just, you know, add value um, So, thank you we, we appreciate that So, Rio Ferdinand um, is a legend in the sport of football. I was going to say soccer, but I'm going to be respectful Just, for where we are.
3: Let's check out surround this. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> football with a you? So, football, if you, it, it, a lot of our listeners live in America. So, I'll give an education. What we call soccer is the biggest sport in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By far, it's not the biggest sport in America. So, a lot of Americans don't have a full appreciation of soccer or football. But um, every other continent, Africa, Asia, South America, Europe, Definitely, yeah. It, it reigns supreme. Yeah. And Rio, he's a legend. He played for Manchester United. Um, I believe you were the captain of the England national team,
3: right? Mm-hmm. Um, he won the Premier League. got to say that. Yeah, like, yeah. That's like, yo, I won the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah,
2: yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but what's even more impressive is that he's transitioned to become – a superstar entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. So we are actually in his facility right now which he just told me the upstairs is his a sports agency and the downstairs where we are now is media company. Yep. And he's an angel investor. Mm-hmm. He's a real estate investor. He's a sports commentator. Yes. Um anything else I'm missing?
3: Oh, yeah.
1: Great dad. Great dad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's I a got foundation. Got
3: yes. foundation. He's got a foundation. important yes. to me. He he is uh, obviously on the media side. He's won awards for his documentary. Uh, and uh, he knows a little thing about cryptocurrency. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> NFTs, NFTs, NFTs. NFTs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Crypto
1: yeah. not so much, but NFTs, NFTs. 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 So a little bit.
2: First and foremost, thank you for joining
1: us. Appreciate it. No, you know what? It's, when I got the call from Sully to come on, man, I was just like, he didn't have to introduce you guys. He sent me a couple of like YouTube clips and stuff. I was like, listen, I know these guys. Don't worry. <laughs> so, um, I've seen their stuff. So, um, yeah, uh, it was a pleasure for me to get on. Nah, I appreciate it. So It's wanna, important what you guys do as well, I think, just to just to add.
3: Thank, thank, you. thank you. Thank you.
2: So, I, I think this is going to be a very interesting conversation because we can cover a lot of different stuff. Um, but I want to start with sports because we do have a large listenership in America and a lot of the sports guys listen to us. So like a lot of NFL players, NBA players. And I think the reason why they're so tapped in is because they need some level of guidance. Like, I don't know how it is here, but in the States, it's a statistic where like 70% of NFL players go bankrupt five years after they get finished playing like 50% of NBA players and they make millions of dollars. And people are like, well, how does this happen? Mm-hmm. Um, so I understand in your career um, you had made some mistakes when you were young, but then I think when you got to man you everything started to change. Right? Is that correct? Or
1: yeah, I think. Listen, people from like us from our backgrounds, like financial literacy, just is just not something that isn't there. Like even in education, the curriculum, we we don't get taught. Like you get taught maths and you get taught English, you get taught science, but you don't get taught reality. Yeah, in 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 school, I don't know what it's like in America, but we don't get taught real like everyday financial literacy we don't get taught about mortgages really what uh the yield is what rent means what we don't get taught none of that stuff like Mm -hmm. insurance like i bought my first car i spent all the savings i had on the car and then the the man said, "Talk to me about insurance." And I said, "Pardon?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, for insurance. I have not money left. Did so so, allocate for that? Yeah. So like, <laughs> it's crazy. You know? And and the stories are the same. The exact what you say about America's happens here, and it's basically down to education, and that our parents weren't people that managed big amounts of money. Mm-hmm. So then the people that you look up to and look to for guidance, information experience they don't have it in that field so you've got that you've got to then look further afield but then you're, you're you're caught up in this mad life that's going so quick you're becoming a big superstar overnight loads of money on the table invited to every event everybody loves you and you're just like i don't i, I don't even know what to do mm. don't know how how what where it's just crazy man it's and it because it's so quick that before you know it, you look in your bank account and you're looking and thinking, right, I'm meant to be, a, people think I'm a millionaire yeah. and I haven't really got any savings. I bought my mum and dad big houses. I've bought myself a big apartment somewhere. I've got more cars than I need. I've got every item of clothing that I need that's new out every single month and I'm meant to be a millionaire but I ain't got, if someone said to me, pull up a million pound now, I couldn't mm-hmm. when, you're, when you first start out. So, but people would say, "Oh, f- he could easily pull up a million pound easy," and you're sitting there thinking, "Right, if you only knew." Right. right. And right. you're embarrassed, and then it's hard to then talk to people and then let people know that you're in that situation. So it's very difficult. So I understand
3: them them stories one hundred percent. Yeah, it sounds exactly about like the athletes uh, where we're from. So was there a person um, at United or maybe prior to that who you saw and said, "You know what, that person's doing it the right way." Can you mentor me? Can you help me? Or are these just growing pains that you had to learn and then you kind of got the experience from the lessons you learned?
1: Yeah, you learn from experience. That's Mm -hmm. the way I I, I learned from experience. And you know what as well? You you learn from what you see as well. So now we're we're able to see so much more on social media, which will help educate. That's why what you guys are doing is so important because there'll be loads of athletes around the world, not just athletes, but people in general, looking at what you guys are doing and going, oh, actually there is a way and the right way and a wrong way and I see both and I can work it out for myself based on the information that I'm getting. Mm-hmm. Whereas before social media, it's just try and test, trial, error, trial, error. And it's, some people don't get back from their errors.
2: So is that, the, is that the reason why you started the sports agency?
1: Yeah, one of the reasons. Um, also because I just felt that there was a, a, a better way to manage players. Um A lot of the time you see agents and you hear a lot of the horror stories where players aren't getting all the level of information that they need. There's no transparency. Um, there's no, um, real clarity with situations and you kind of go into a deal almost feeling and going, I don't even really know if this is the right deal. Mm -hmm. If I don't even, because I don't know everything. And I didn't want that for the people that I'm going to be involved with. And I thought, you know what, let me just try and build something that w- would be that, that and that would kind of take away the, a lot of the questions that I had as a an athlete, but a lot of the questions mainly that I see from a lot of people that I played with. Because okay. you asked someone a question a lot of the time when I was growing up playing. What other teams did you have come for you? And I've already heard on the grapevine or through other people that they had maybe six or seven teams that wanted to take them. Oh, were, there was only one other club. And then you realize, okay, that was just the the agents actually placed him where it benefited him rather than the player. Mm -hmm. Mm. And that happens. Like that's just one example. There's loads of different examples and not knowing the financial implications of certain things that go on and all of a sudden getting a knock on the door from the tax man. Actually that, 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 that that you've got to pay that. No, I thought that was my, my, and agent had to pay. No, no, you got to pay. How come you didn't tell me I got, no, I did tell you. Because your life's going so fast, you just get yeah. caught up and you go, actually, I've got the money, I'll just pay it. Yeah. But So these type of things happen all the time and I wanted to create a safe, safe place for an athlete to be able to come and go, you know what? I know when I go to sleep or when the parents go to sleep of this athlete, they know that they're sitting there and going, I'm completely comfortable that these guys will go out and fight for my child or fight for me as an athlete with that big corporate company or with that big um,
3: football club. To make sure they get the best deal for me, not for them. so how is it being in your position as one of the greatest players in the countrys ever seen to actually trying to get clients? Is, does it become easier? because one of the things you said earlier is like for people for where I'm from, obviously, if there's people who are in these environments and they look at you as the guy who made it out, mm-hmm. does it become an easier process for you to get clients or are you still fighting an uphill battle because I guess you went from player to now this form and there's people who are experiencing and saying, no, I know more than him, even though he's just an athlete.
1: You're always going to have fights. You're always going to have, not fight, but you're always going to have competitors. Um, And the thing that the old school would probably lean on is the experience that they have. Mm -hmm. Um, But that experience is different to my experience. I've got experience being the player, so I understand it from the player's perspective so that I can actually try and give them the best um, situation that suits them based on what I've gone through. But, uh, listen, some people are going to pay people to be with them. Um, so there's always going to be obstacles, but I just believe in, in in transparency. I think I always look at it from a parent's point of view as well. And i ask an athlete. Do I trust this guy? Do I really trust this guy to get me the best deal for me? Or is he going to, at some point, am I going to think he might go and do a deal that's going to suit him over me? And when you get to the bottom of that art question, you, I, I have confidence that that will normally come back round to me mm. as being the right person to look after your child or look after you as an athlete. And as I said, I'm, I, you you want to work with clean-hearted people. You want to work with people that, are, that that also and be confident in the fact that I I want to be a success still. Like I've had a career which has been great for me, but I st- I still want to be successful again. I have that drive and determination every day to better myself and be, and me being better
3: means you're going to get a better deal. You're going to get a better service. Who's working with me hundred percent. So it's like the new challenge. I was great in this aspect. Can I be as great in this one? Bro, that's it. That's it for me. Like if I, if I, if I
1: in 20 years, 30 years, whatever, however long I'm going to live, maybe long, hopefully longer to finish off and retire. And I, People are still going. The first thing they say, "That's Rio Ferdinand played football for Man United and for this and that." Would I lie life, I said I'd be disappointed in that. No, I'll be disappointed. I'll be honest. I want some. I want. I need something else that stands up alongside that. At least the people go, "That's you know he, he's part of that, or he helped create that, or if I that's that's my drive and that's why I get out of bed. That's why I work so hard. That's why my kids sometimes will say, I know they're thinking yeah, Dad, he works a lot man but like, they need to see that example but also I, I have to have that passion in me to be able to produce something else that's why trying to create different businesses is is a big part of my life I love it when did
2: you get into the entrepreneurial space while you were still playing or after you retired
1: no when I was playing because um, I just always thought that if, when I retire your name kind of fades quick <laughs> like I've got I've got traction now mm. as a player I need to utilize that albeit after I got to a point where I was experienced enough to be able to juggle both. Like I don't like seeing really when there's young kids doing it when they haven't really mastered their craft, Mm. I find it hard to believe that you can do both. There may be that guy who can, you can, but I think it's a big challenge because there's so much to consider when you're a young player, just finding your feet in that sport, to be able to then take your focus off of that completely and really put big energy somewhere else. I think is difficult. Um, but when, I, when I, once I got to a position where I knew that I knew what I needed to do every day to be the best athlete, I felt very comfortable in then exploring other avenues and other ways of building stuff or being part of different businesses. Um, and the, to be honest, you do, Man United weren't happy; they didn't like it. I, they didn't like I, it. No, no, because I because I understand it. Like I'm an asset; they've paid millions of pounds for. It. They pay me good money as a wage. Why is my focus not 100% there? I get that, but for me to be the best athlete I could be at that time, I needed to have the ability to spread my wings a little bit and sometimes take my mind off of football. And what better way to do it than to, to do business?
0: Everyone has an opinion when it comes to the foods we eat. This food's good for you, this one's bad for you, this diet works best, but who actually has the right answer? You don't need rules to lose weight, you just need proper information to build smarter, more sustainable habits. Noom is here to change the way we view food by not only looking at what we eat, but also how we eat. Instead of making you feel guilt, Noom empowers you to keep going. Not everyone wants to be on a strict diet, do five days a week at the gym, or have daily smoothies and crushable teas. Noom uses a psychology-based approach to find healthier balance that's more suitable for your life and, as a result, more sustainable. Look, Noom has already influenced the way I shop for food, which has not only saved me money— It's also given me a clearer understanding of the foods I'm consuming, which has made me sharper and more energetic. You have to try it out. Look, there are no food restrictions in the program, which makes the process more flexible for your lifestyle. Everybody's journey is different. Noom believes in progress, not perfection. 75% of Noom users finish the program and more than 60% of users engage with the program. Keep the weight off for a year or even more. With Noom, all you need is a daily 10-minute check-in. No grueling early mornings or huge chunks out of your day. Are you ready to start building better habits for healthier, long-term results? Sign up for a Noom trial at noom.com slash leisure. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash leisure. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Head over there now.
3: I think that it's like a double-edged sword, though, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you're actually creating a brand for yourself and you're playing for the team, Mm -hmm. the bigger you get, they still will remember that, like you said, for now, Mm that that's, he's from Man U, mm. right? So it actually helps their brand too. Yeah. It's kind of interesting that they didn't really see. That's it that what much. I tried to
1: tell them. Like me <laughs> being like, I, I, I created this, um, magazine called five. It's now dev- evolved into like a YouTube channel and stuff like that. My football community. But this was like, when was it? Like 12, 12 years ago, something like that. It's like a digital online magazine. Like one of the first ones, won loads of awards on the Apple store and stuff. But it was, it was like kind of marrying up football and lifestyle and culture, fashion and music. So the, the first interview was with like 50 Cent. LeBron was on there. We spoke to Drake before he blew. Um, Roger Federer, like big, massive sports stars, entertainments uh, from the entertainment world, music and film and stuff. And the club was saying to me, what, what's going on? Why are you doing this? What and I'm saying, guys, you you don't get, these type of stars marrying up with the Man United brand. Like, this is only enhancing what you're doing. This is bringing more eyeballs because yeah, people will look yeah. at me talking to these guys and go, where's he from? Oh, he's a place at Man United. It's more fans. But that was before that cross-pollinating of audiences was, is now a thing. It wasn't a thing back then. and No one could see it.
3: Because that could, I mean, thinking about that, you said 50 and Drake, you said LeBron, like, that might have introduced him into this space and now he's an investor in Arsenal Yeah, which he could have been perhaps for Man U
1: well Drake told me that he was a Man United fan he came in all Man United drip he had all Man United <laughs> <laughs> and, everything. and then about a month later I saw him at Chelsea <laughs> and then after that I see him somewhere else and I was like bro are you a Man United fan die hard or not but um so Drake, tell us, man, you may united or not. You need to know, man. <laughs> put them on the spot. But, um, <laughs> whatever's but nah. hot, whatever's hot. But like cross pollinating audiences yeah. is a, is a thing. You grow an audience. That's the only way you grow an audience. Like huge is like like speaking to different people in different industries to help bring their numbers to you. And that's what I was trying to do at the time. But listen, we we'll we go at different speeds. So as far as the the media company you are talking about the five, um, can you expand upon that? Like where it started and where it is today. Well, we had the the football agency, which was which was great and doing well, but we wanted to kind of have like a 360 approach where we could kind of manage the outside interests and the commercial elements that the players come with. And like we, if we have players who want to um, expose themselves in different industries and do different things, then we wanted to be able to control that inside because that just was like, if we're going to outsource the, all the media stuff that we do or commercial opportunities that we're going to get for the players, someone else is controlling almost the image and the destiny of a player that's under our umbrella and i just didn't feel comfortable with that because their narrative they're trying to write just might not fit with how we see it Mm -hmm. so to bring that control we just we set this company up to be able to play a part in doing that so not just for our own players but we do it for players who are at other companies as well we'll we'll have treatments and ideas then we'll go to other players bring them in other companies will come to us and say like can do a consulting role where we have this project can you go and get the talent for us um so we do a little bit of everything in that sense yeah, if, it's exciting. It, it sounds
3: like the what we have as the players tribune yeah. where it's like the play, you get to hear directly from yeah. the athletes so no one gets to shape their narrative yeah. and then obviously that brings more attention to it because it's like oh we didn't know that about the player mm. now we can say all right well we'd want to do business with them mm. we hadn't known that before especially like in our version of football where you don't really hear if you're not a superstar, especially in the NFL, we don't see you, number one, because you have a helmet on. And then most of the time, we don't hear your voice <laughs> yeah, if yeah. you're not the quarterback. Exactly. And so that, those type of outlets give a voice to the athlete. The,
1: the I Am Athlete now. I Am, I am Athlete there,
3: is there, another one. It. Yeah, I love, I love, I love shout, this. Show. Shout out
2: to Brandon Marshall. Yeah. We was just
3: with him though, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, that, and correct.
2: it also sounds like another athlete that's doing a sports agency and a media company. Yeah, at the mm-hmm. Yep.
1: Yep. Shout out Mav Carter, good guy. Yeah yeah, good
2: guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's come to
1: the UK a couple of times.
3: Yeah, yeah. he's a good guy. Yeah,
2: so, you know, they got the sports agency arm with Ridge Paul, mm-hmm. Rich Paul yeah. and Clutch Sports. And then they got uh, Spring Hill, mm-hmm. which is a media company to so like uh, the barbershop. Yeah, yeah. Stuff like that where they bring athletes in and they have like conversations stuff like that uninterrupted.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Um, what's his name doing as well? Durant. Yep. Yep, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, he yeah. has the boardroom.
3: Yeah, the boardroom, yeah. 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 What's, yeah. It, what's his hmm. partner's Yeah, I forgot his partner. Uh, it's actually. Rich Feynman. His, his agent, climbing. his yeah. agent is his partner. Yeah, yeah.
2: But it's needed because I feel like for a long time athletes was just well. there's always But you know athletes.
1: what? Sorry, to interrupt. Why? Why did you? Why do you think all these big athletes in the game now go with Rich Paul and Clutch? They can relate. It's relatable because they trust LeBron. Yeah, yeah. They trust LeBron. LeBron's got an image to protect. Mm. Like he isn't going to lowball or or. or do something that's just going to be crazy out there. That's going to affect this young talent that comes in the door because he's got an image and a brand to protect. Yeah, yeah. like there's that. There's a lot of these other agents who are behind that curtain that you don't see their face, so they can afford to do mad moves and do mad stuff, mm-hmm. knowing that. Listen, if something comes out negative about me or this come. I don't, you Don't see me, no one knows me. Yeah, got no image to protect, and that, still, think...
3: he's still going to the supermarket.
1: And they, yeah, never, exactly. <laughs> they <laughs>
2: never actually participated in, in the yeah. culture, the sport, anything like that. It's yeah. kind of mm. like Michael Jordan and uh, and Brand Jordan like mm-hmm. that's how he's able to sign because they all looked up to Michael Jordan their whole life. Yeah, yeah. So, who's not gonna sign yeah. to
3: that's, Team Jordan? Like, you know. And the, the bronze piece is that we're actually watching it happen live. Oh, sick. and so they look at it now, it's more than an athlete mm-hmm. that's their tag phrase, but it is more than an athlete. He's in space jam. He has the movie production. Mm. These guys are looking at it like, I want to do that too. And, so and whatever
1: we, he's doing, he's bringing <laughs> he's them. Bring that's, that the that that's, right. opens the door for everyone come under exactly. after. That, that's the whole ethos of what we do. Like, I've, do I've done documentaries. I've been involved in, in, in making different types of films. I've been involved in, with 50 actually, one of the films. Even, like there's so many other with fashion and whatnot. Like Them doors have been opened. and like, That's why I always think if you're at a certain level, you've got leverage. You've got to use that to help impact other people. And that's what—that's the only thing I try and do is that if I've opened the door that's been very hard to get through for people before me and I've managed to open that door, why am I going to close that door behind me? I want to leave it open for someone else who who looks like me, who's from a background like me. People that come from our type of um, background, they need to come through that door with me, but someone's got to open it. Mm. What'd you do with Fifty? we done a film. What was it called? Dead Man Running. Okay. Didn't do that well, man. <laughs> oh, yeah but fifty weren't sharp now you he's acting weren't that sharp no joke I'm joking no. but you know what I liked about him You could see the energy man, the energy this guy had it was like it's just it's it's inspiring because like he's just again the background he's come from the hunger which he shows constantly, the way he's reinvented himself again in a different industry again he's he conquered m- music in in one way now he's conquering that the making series like he is. On different networks and like he's basically made a network almost yeah. Yeah. so it's just like crazy to think that uh, somebody who came out in the club has gone and done that it's like pfft.
2: yeah so let me ask you this um you seem like everything you do is very strategic uh, you're also a sports commentator what was the idea with being a sports commentator was that done to further your brand or you just felt that was something that would be a good way to
1: You know keep your name going or you just genuinely just enjoy it like what's it first of all i just love football so it was just a natural progression to be in the game i i really wanted to be a manager when i was playing but then life circumstances changed and so i had to kind of just put that to one side and and take that away out of the equation so being a a football pundit commentator was i'd be doing that in my house with my friends anyway Mm. i'd be in the in the in the bar with my or the pub with my friends talking about the game so why not go to the games why not be paid for, for it and still keep your name relevant within the sport that you love and I think it helps also with the business the businesses that I've got it supports that as well mm-hmm. um you can almost be part of narratives uh, that are coming out in in the game and the game's given me so much why would I just walk away
3: okay do you ever have to call a game that your client is playing in yeah, that's interesting. Yeah,
1: <laughs> also friends.
3: All your friends. Like, because right?
1: a lot of my friends are people. or a lot of the players now that are playing, I've ever
3: played against or yeah. with, and that can be. I can imagine because, like, we we know like guys like Stephen A. Yeah, but he's not. He doesn't have an agency where his player is playing. Like, mm. it's in your best interest. Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp, yeah, another guy, out, right? Yeah. But they're not agents, mm. right? Like you are, and your client is on the field on the mm. pitch. You like that? Yeah,
1: yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, obviously it's in the best interest to have them perform well. You don't want a negative connotation around them. So how do you how do you manage that? I, I think I base a lot more well, base my relationship with the players that we manage
1: on honesty. So I'm not gonna say anything on the TV that I would not say to their face or haven't said to their face with the same type of energy. And I think the players have always appreciated that. Now, if a player plays really well, I'm not going to go crazy about it. I'm not going to go overboard. Mm. I'll be the same as which I'd be of a player who I don't manage. But likewise, if a player plays poorly or makes a big mistake, I'm not going to go overboard and go crazy about it. Like, I wouldn't go with any other player. I'll just state the obvious and the fact, listen, he's made a mistake. He's going to want to learn from that and you move on. But I, I, I won't be sitting there giving them favours and trying to talk them up when... Or talk to them, talk, I wouldn't be looking to talk them up above their station because mm-hmm. I just... I, I, you got to keep some type of integrity. So let's talk about real estate.
2: You are a real estate investor, right? Mm. When did you get turned on to like? How did that
1: start as far as your real estate career? Too late for my liking. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like um, you know what? I've been lucky that I've met some good people. Um, earlier in my career, I got stung a lot with properties, and I was buying stuff kind of off plan, um, not looking at the paperwork, not looking at the small print. And then all of a sudden, a year or two down the line, when it's actually not what it said it was going to be, uh, or or the yield isn't what it said it was going to be. or So, again, living by, learning by mistakes. Um, and then I met some good people people who were developers, people who were getting to know about certain things in the industry more, like in terms of pace, quicker and getting to the punch earlier. Um, and then you just start to build and you build up the, your own portfolio. And it's, uh, uh it's more about, for me, just having that mix of different types of property, commercial, residential, um, not all in one place. Like I used to think oh, I'll buy loads in this one area and it's like if that area tanks, you are banging trouble. Mm-hmm. So like, it's just diversifying the portfolio the right way and just having the right people around you. And I think that's a lot of the way a lot of the players fall down is that we end up employing the wrong people um, who look like they know everything but actually don't have your best interests at heart and like i I always go back to this with the management or with people i do businesses do i trust this guy because you've got to go with the gut feeling because normally i've always felt that the people that i weren't sure about and had a bad gut feeling about at the beginning they always end up turning sour Mm. so now i don't mess about with that once i get that feeling whether i like them or not i just say business-wise we can go for a drink or dinner or whatever but business Let's just leave it and keep it moving. Something else.
3: Yeah, majority of the portfolio is invested in the UK or yeah. the other countries. Yeah, uh,
1: I got burnt when I invested in—I uh, don't want to name the countries because it's crazy—but <laughs> I invested in the country and and like put money down. Loads of people that I know put money down, and then the the rules in the country change, and we lost a good bit of money. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I just that just burnt me, and I ain't gonna get burnt again.
2: Yeah, is it like, uh multi-family homes is it, is it flats is it commercial buildings Any?
1: no like commercial that you rent out yeah which you get good tenants in which has been good They 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 yield decent money but it's long-term mm-hmm. leaseholders which are great but also um the residentials like you buy to, and you you, you kind of get you yield off of them with rent but also i think as well that like social housing was a good thing for me big thing for me um What's, social, I think, what's that, social housing? Do you have that in America, the social housing? The yeah, public housing? Oh, oh, like public housing.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so subsidised renting and things yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So you do different stuff and you can work with governments and you can work with um, local councils. Um, and just giving people an, up, an opportunity to get on the pro- property ladder at a lower rate, um, obviously, is good for because it's long-term leases as well and long-term stuff that you do with the councils but you're trying to help people as well which in general, in the end helps you as well as a business But yeah. i don't think there's any better way to do business than help someone else help yourself yeah. as well in so. terms of just from a pure business standpoint yeah we were just talking we just
2: had an episode about that in the states like it's called like government housing mm. and they get vouchers and um that's one good thing about having that is that you don't have to worry about the rent being paid because the government's paying the rent Mm. um so it's 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 good for landlords as long as you you know you have a selection process in place so okay so so you're doing all of this stuff and we didn't even talk about the nfts and all that how do you how are you managing everything because being a sports commentator can be like a full-time gig within itself and then Mm. you got the media side you're a real estate investor you're a family man you got the sports agency How are you managing all of
1: this at the same time? I don't know, man. I got a PA in it. So, without a PA and a wife, I'll be under this table (laughs) because it's just, it is a lot to do. But when you're passionate about stuff, it doesn't seem like a lot. That's what I found. Like the stuff that's hard work and tears you up in your mind and and leaves you feeling really mentally tired, physically drained, is the stuff that you don't care about a lot of the time. So I try and kind of, I'm in the process actually now of trying to c- cleanse myself of the stuff that I don't have any passion for and just sticking with the stuff that I have most passion for and the stuff we've talked about is that. Um, also, I'm involved in, I like, I love investing as well. I've got to be honest. I've in terms of my time to, to take equity or through financial and I, Especially in tech startups, I love it, and I've—I was lucky. I met a guy, a guy called Saul Klein. Shout out, Saul Klein, one of the best investors in Europe, is like if not the best at different levels, different stages. He had a a thing that he'd done, um, and it was just at that point, that moment. Then my my previous wife died at the time, and I was kind of looking for something in my life to kind of just fill time, Stay Occupied. yeah, okay. and keep your mind occupied. And I met this guy, um, at a, a web summit where I was talking actually. And he was there and he said, listen, coming on a Monday, we do like a, like a, like a dragon's den, like a shark tank type thing mm-hmm. where we have people come and pitch us ideas and stuff. And we, we, we invest or we help them set up the business and try and amplify what they do. And I used to go, I went in there for about 18 months. I was going in there on and off and I was just, just meeting new people. And this guy, man, he's, his perspective on everything life or business was all just kind of just was like whoa this guy's from a different planet he's like an alien man just sees things differently good heart good energy and then i've invested in a few things that we've done with him i've invested with other people but through him i started to understand the space more yeah you made some of them didn't do well but the ones that do well are just crazy so it's just been a great experience and just to go into a new new life new world um meet new people and just be part of creating new, like, wonderful businesses that kind of are changing certain industries. Which is it's just—it's just crazy.
3: So, it's the same format—you're getting into these these tech companies in the early seed rounds mm-hmm. with the aspiration of it going public one day, mm-hmm. and once or, they, or buy out. or buy out. yeah. And then, obviously. You do well. You do well. <laughs> <laughs> so you like did stay drippy. So the the, <laughs> yeah,
2: the the angel and VC world is interesting. Uh Once again, a lot of guys in America like Nas. He's mm. he's he's heavy in that. Got in Coinbase. Got in Ring. Got in PillPack. Yeah, he smashed it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's had a hell of a run. So what? you said you was educated like what did you learn what did you learn to help you actually have a better education because i don't think people still fully understand like they know angel investing you invest in a company and they might have heard about seed rounds but that's probably it like what did you learn to really have a good understanding okay i know how this works
1: now. i think one of the bit you that you get so many ideas so on a monday you, you might get 10 opportunities that present themselves And when I was first going in, I was thinking, oh, every idea sounded amazing. Like, whoa, that's, yeah, that's, oh my God, yeah, (laughs) that's unbelievable, that's great, that's great. And then I quickly realized that it's not about the idea necessarily, it's about the people, like who's behind the idea. You're investing in that person Mm -hmm. to execute on that business. Mm -hmm. So like put the, what, because a lot of the best ones that I've invested in are boring. Like I would. They don't excite me, but the people behind it are trusting that person. I believe in that person. Actually, the idea is a good idea, but I believe he can actually f- pull through this and 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 do what he's saying if he has the right resources around him. And so understanding that you can't get emotionally attached and caught up with like, it's a great idea. This is going to be brilliant. This is, this is exciting. It looks, looks sexy. And uh, that's just got to go out the window, but it's hard to do that. Do you mean, cause you actually then start thinking I'm an investor, man, this idea, I'm going to have to push this, (laughs) I mean, mean? (laughs) so, and if I just, if I talk to that guy to come in as well, and all of a sudden you realize actually the guy who's running that good idea is shit. Like he ain't got a clue what he's doing. He don't know what he's saying, what he's doing. He actually is fucking up my money as well. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> then you start becoming actually, this is more business. I, 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 no, no, Take all that excitement out of it. And then once I, I started doing that, listen, you're still going to make mistakes. Listen, all the good ones we hear about even Nas is invested in. I'm sure there's a load of them behind yeah, that. They have yeah. found no, no, He'll yeah, probably yeah. tell you that, but yeah. they're not publicized. So everyone thinks everything you, you do is a hit yeah. where it's not. So, it is a it is a, a, a crazy business, but there's so many talented people out there. But the big thing for me, and we were talking about this before we came on, but it's just that is I want to be part of something that gives people that come from our culture, our background, an opportunity to see this. Like not at the last stage where there's no room for for big margins. I wanted them to get it where actually you can get in early and see these 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 future unicorn companies at a real early stage if not seed fund the next stage mm-hmm. so that because we don't get to see it. even us as athletes we get to see it right, quite far down the line it's only lucky that I'm kind of plugged into a few guys who are big in that industry and big in that market and know the game and want to help but a lot of the time you come in and like, oh, actually you know what can you just endorse this for us mm-hmm. I don't want to endorse man I want equity, equity. I want yeah, just yeah, give yeah. Me pay, some equity, pay me in equity. yeah I'd be like <laughs> I want to <laughs> give you X amount of power. no no <laughs> bro I, I would rather take everything in equity, or you are, depends where you are in life. You might want to take half, half yeah. and half. But I don't want to really talk unless I get some equity. Mm. So, but it's 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 about having an understanding and an experience. And I think a lot of the young players, but it's changing more now because they're seeing shows like yours. They're seeing I am athlete who talk about this type of this type of stuff. Actually, it ain't all about. And that's where Jordan set the blueprint in in that. Like and and Nike, from what I gather, they say it's one of the. It's a great deal, but it's a bad deal at the same time. Yeah, 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 for them.
2: For what he for what
1: he brought to the table, all the private yeah, the private jets he keeps buying, like yeah,
3: it's you know yeah. <laughs> yeah. down to them. He a Brand, he owns thirty percent of it, and the other 70s Nike.
2: Yeah, what well, I think that's why well, Yeezy's situation is so unique. Hundred percent, he owns a hundred percent of the Yeezy brand, even though it's distributed to Adidas. by Adidas. Yeah. But you know, it's. I think, good, I think every generation learns from mm. You know what I'm saying? That, that's the benefit of mm. it. And especially now with social media and people being vocal about it, it's like it's not hidden. Mm. You can actually see the mistakes. Okay, this person made this mistake. So I know going forward, I can't make that mistake. Mm. And I'll do it this way. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's talk about the NFTs because I know that that's something that you were passionate about as well. Um, how do you feel about the NFT space? Because a lot of people feel like. It's a bubble, it's going to crash. I don't necessarily feel like it's a bubble, but I kind of feel like it's very similar to the early dot com or even crypto a few years ago, where it probably will come back down because there's a lot of projects that's not really worth anything. But the NFT space is here, for, here to stay. So, what's your thoughts? Before I ask you specific questions, like, what's your thoughts on broad range the NFT space right now? Because this is on fire right now.
1: Yeah, I think it's not going nowhere. I think it's like, it's like, um, like you say, the dot-com boom, everyone at the time was saying, no, nah, this is a myth. This is going to be here con- today, gone tomorrow. Like it's gonna, But I, I think NFTs will be here because it gives the, the creators, the artists, power again. So that, I don't think that will be relinquished. It's just that I think probably 98, 95, even more, 98% of the stuff that you see coming out today will probably be gone mm-hmm. and there'll be more blue chip. The strong ones of today I think will stay and grow. Yeah. But... There's a lot of shit. And you just gotta just yeah. like distinguish what you believe is and back the right horse.
3: Yeah, that's why I say it, it, it's backing the right horse, right? Even though there's a, a dot com, there was a dot com bubble, there was still an Amazon in there. Yeah, There nothing. was still a Yahoo in there. Yeah, yeah, Right? There was still an eBay in there. Yahoo, got Yahoo's, ra- Yahoo's a bad example. Well <laughs> it's still here. Google. It's not excite.com. Mm. Right? Yahoo's still here. Yes. We can't we can't knock it. It's not excite. We know that. And it, a bunch of others that we don't even see anymore. Mm. Um ALO. Like A bunch of those that we don't see anymore So it's about just finding the right one But who introduced you to it Or did this become something again That you just kind of found an interest in And said let me study this Because this is going to be a new wave
1: I think like everybody else I just was on social
3: media And then you start
1: You go to links And you look at stuff You research You look at different industries That are taking it on was it Kings of Leon who done it with one of their, f- with, with a song or mm-hmm. an album. Yep. They um, yeah, were one of the first Yeah. And then all of a sudden you see Nike are buying a lab like, and it's just like Adidas and now going in the space, I think Gucci are negotiating or something. You just see it's like snowballing and you think, yeah. how can I not get interested in this? And then opportunities start presenting themselves and you think, oh, let me have a little look, see what's going on. And oh, that, that done okay. That was okay. And I just don't think it's a space that's going to go anywhere. And I think there's, there's, I think regulations might change around it a little bit and kind of tighten things up to a certain extent, but I don't see it being something that can be deleted. I think it's too there's too much power for the creators and the, the the musicians and different people that mean something that can actually benefit from this for it to be able to go anywhere.
2: Do you have an NFT?
1: Yeah, I've got a couple of NFTs. Um I've got uh, you know what it's it's more about like, I'm, I'm, I got involved in a company called SoRare, which is basically an NFT company, which is basically like in um, America, what is it? Top Shot. Top Shot. Top Shot. Yeah, 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 So it's like that, but for for football, for our football, for soccer. And as soon as I heard the idea, I just said, whoa, like you can trade players, you can buy a part of a player that you feel like you could start at this level, but your backing it going to grow and, and all of a sudden you get the growth and like it's, I di- actually, be honest, I didn't completely understand it, but I believed in the team behind it and the, and these guys and the influence of the the guy I mentioned, Saul, before. He said, Real, I'm grinding this as well. And I was like, you know what? I've got a guy go as well. And the company's gone from, like, I think, late 100s, 200s. Now it's like, the company's doing well, man. It's doing well. <laughs>
3: so is it similar in, in the sense of Top Shot where it's highlights of the players and then you can have ownership of the highlights or? Something a little different for the It's
1: more, it's more, more it's just actual player. It's like a picture of the player and that's it. But uh, that's something that will be introduced at some point, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of regulations, especially with football, with the rights of... of, of, uh, The club team. Yeah, like the Premier League will own the rights for... uh, They sell the rights, obviously, to like the big companies that we have, BT and Sky Sports here and Amazon. So the actual highlight reels and stuff like that, it's it's quite a complex situation. So... The um, NBA and the NFL do it very different, quite differently, I
3: think. Wow, that's yeah, a little bit.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: a few sports questions. Well, first, so being in America, we only really – we don't really have a full grasp of what goes on overseas. We just see. Like we we just hear reports and we just see things. One thing that was very disturbing that we were seeing, and it's kind of an ongoing thing in different countries throughout Europe, is – racism mm. at football games or uh, matches. Um, you played obviously for a very long time at the highest level. What's your thoughts on that, and how is it as bad as it looks? Because it looked like what was the what was the brother? Um, I think it was in France. Drop off like,
1: Balotelli maybe. Balotelli Balotelli. Balotelli, Balotelli, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Then, I think even Jay Z was gonna invest. Well, he's gonna invest in a, a team out here. But then he pulled back when he when he did some more research. So, long story short, how is it? How is it?
1: Yeah, racism here, man. Like, I'm actually shooting a a documentary about it at the moment. So, which is going to be real good and it will be very insightful, especially like for guys overseas like yourselves to kind of understand the culture here. Very different. It's it's toxic. Social media plays a big part in that um, in facilitating. And escalating racists yeah. and that ignorant behaviour, but discrimination of all forms, really. Um, I think a good case is the three England players who were black black guys, Rashford, Sancho, and Saka. So the, yeah, the 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 three young English players, like young like young English boys, all black missed the penalty. And the mad thing about it is that majority of the people in the stands in that day in the stadium or at home watching before they even stepped up to take the penalties all were saying to themselves they either said it to someone who was with them or they thought if they miss, man they're going to get abused. I watched it and said it. Yeah, they, if they, <laughs> these guys miss, they're going to get racially abused. Yeah. And, it, and, it, and it played out like that. So it was no surprise when it happened. It's, it's, it's terrible. It's, it's, it's disgusting to think that today we're still seeing this stuff and still having to argue and fight. Because it's tiring, man, having to answer these questions on race all the time. Mm-hmm. Like it's been going on for so many years. When I was a kid, it was going on. It's, it's getting worse now because of social media and the ability to really touch people and get to people direct. Yeah. So it's um yeah it's 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 a, it's a nightmare really but I, I don't think the powers that be the stakeholders in our game at least do enough like I and it's I'd be interested to hear what you guys say about that like we 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 look at the NBA but I, I love watching the NBA mm-hmm. and the way that you the players in the NBA kind of came together and they sat out a, a, a game yeah, a weekend mm-hmm. uh, one of the games mm-hmm. That's never happened here. That would never happen here right now. Should it happen? I think so. Um, At some point, if stuff continues the way it continues going, can it happen? I don't know because the way that the NBA seems, correct me if I'm wrong, it just seems like a more of a tight-knitted players' union, players' group. They they have more power. They They have power power, and they utilize that power in positive ways to, to get some sort of change or shift in mindset or... Um, regulations in, 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 the system, but here it's, it's not as tight knit. it's not, and it's just finding a way of, of helping that. And I'm going to LA actually soon, okay. um, to hopefully meet some NBA players or some decision makers, just to find out a bit more detail in how they do that, to bring that kind of information back to kind of say, like, this is potentially, I don't know. It's, it's, it's so that's what we were talking about before. It's funny, like in America shit happens. And like England, we follow in the UK and Europe, we follow probably three, four, five years, sometimes 10 years later. Because you guys have, I don't know why, it just, it just, in a lot of the stuff that that, that just happens and it's the way, and I feel with, I'm not saying you guys have got the racism issue down or you've got it perfect, but there's certain things that you guys have done that I feel that where we could learn from. Yeah,
2: I think the NBA has done a great job with the players having like real control. The NFL is still not really there. Mm. Um, and that's why even with that nailing situation with mm. Colin Kaepernick, and the, it's still a, the owners still have a lot more control in mm-hmm. the NFL. But the NBA, um, it's more of a it's a players' league. Yeah, it's more of a players' mm. league. Yeah, and um, it's been that way for a long time. Yeah, even in, in the um, the CBA, um, where they got like fifty one percent of the revenue. Like they, they get more of the revenue. They than just the owners. negotiated that. Yeah.
3: It? Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. It was like 55-45 Yeah. Wow. So it's it, maybe you can learn the dynamics of that and see how the players. It's it's, it's very interesting because you can see like which leagues have the power. Mm-hmm. Like the, you can see the stark contrast between the NBA and the NFL from a lot of stuff that happens that the NFL would never let happen.
1: The Premier League don't get no power. Players ain't got no mm-hmm. power.
3: Just it's, it's like that is like the you shit. get
1: paid yeah, to play and, that's it. and be
3: quiet. That's it. Like, so so huh? when when the when the young gentleman because everything you're saying is 100 percent true. As I'm watching this, I'm like these guys got subbed in to do the pep, to, the kicks, and I'm like, I hope they make it. I, for their sake, I hope they make it. Mm. But when they didn't, and there was turmoil from uh, everything that was going around them, is this where you step in as a senior statesman to the national team and say, I need to go talk to these guys?
1: Yeah, you reach out, man. You reach out. Um, and like, I know the, a couple of the guys that look after these boys too as well, and you speak, and it's like, it's difficult for a man, because it can be a lonely place as much as they've got huge followings on social media and got, the future of the national team. They're the future of <laughs> yeah football in this country. Right. And it's like one minute before that they were cheering these guys. Mm. And then all of a sudden now there's the hate that's being spilled on these guys is just like, you just can't believe how it can go from one way situation to another that quick. But yeah. And I think, I think it's, it's, it's about championing these boys. Like you can speak up, you can miss a penalty. It's fine still walk with your head high because you're doing something that no one really gets a chance to do and you've 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 done really well to get where you are you guys are champions really mm-hmm. so just continue and i think it's about just reinforcing that to these guys but it's difficult yeah. and i think that the, the 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 powers that be the stakeholders in the game need to make people on social media or the social media companies accountable for really leaving the players in a position where their mental health is really at stake when you get these type of situations. No, it's
2: an extremely difficult situation to play on. I mean, because it's like the the thing that shocked us is not the racism part because America is built on racism, so mm. we're not we're used to that. But just the
1: vocalness of it, like you'll never see, bro, a man's not coming up to your face here yeah, and going to right, boom, black this, black, black. Yeah, yeah, that. But saying. on social media, the the energy's like uh, almost like I could say what I want. Well, it is, I can say what I want because there's going to be no repercussions. There's going to be no, I ain't going, I'm not going to jail. No one's going to come and get me. No, there's, there's no police going to come to my door. Yeah. yeah. So I can say what I want. Yeah. I don't know how it can be like that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Hopefully, hopefully, you know, I don't know how you change it, but it is something that, like I said, just from an observer, it's just disturbing, like even in the fan, like to see like fans chanting racial slurs. Like you'll never see that in the states. Like mm-hmm. you'll never see like people throwing bananas on the field.
1: Like they would. That just would not right, happen. Mad. Like you know what mean? Mad. So, I mean. Like, it's yeah. just. It's, but it's, it's been going on for years. Like so, it hasn't changed. Obviously, like it, it went quiet for a while, but then all of a sudden a few racist situations pop up, and you're like, whoa! Actually, it was just swept under the carpet because mm-hmm. it's there. Um. Speaking
2: of sports. Switching topics, how how do you feel about the metaverse? Because I feel, I personally feel like, have you ever tried the Oculus for Facebook? Yeah. You tried it? Mm. How,
1: what's your experience? You like it? It takes some getting used to, man. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: feel like, the, I, I especially like bo- sports like boxing, basketball, probably even football as well, I feel like that's the future of metaverse. Like mm. If you could put Oculus glasses on and be, like right there yeah, yeah. in the action like to me as a sports fan I would pay for that um so I'm interested cuz like in the in the states uh the NBA Is moving heavy into the metaverse. Like they just did something on All Star Weekend where the commissioner was talking to a hologram, and the 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 Brooklyn Nets was the first NBA team to um, broadcast games in the metaverse. So metaverse, wow. They call it the Uh, metaverse. They're they're actively moving into that. Mm. I don't know if that's happening here. Not yet. Um, But how do you how do you feel about that?
1: Listen, I think that the 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 landscape changes so quick. In tech, and I just think that is that that's something that is definitely coming. Like you, like I said before, you see so many these big companies that are already invested in the metaverse that they've already they're up buying space. They're already saying we're going to be coming in that space right now. So, I think it's a matter of time. I think the media, the the um the media companies like in this country, like BT, like Sky, like Amazon. The, I know there's going to be plans to be going into that area. Um, football clubs, I, I, I definitely see it, but I think. By tradition, football clubs are very, very sceptical of new things. Old school. Old school. And they'll wait to see the Brooklyn Nets, the NFL, the NBA trial and error and then going after that. I think I don't see it happening like immediate. Um, but but that's just because of the, the culture that's here. Um, because football's quite an old school. It's got old school traits and mm-hmm. they, a lot of people really cling on to that and it's part of what makes football special as well. So to, to to bring new elements to the game like we've only just got var and replays to help with refereeing decisions like in the NFL how long have you been doing that yeah long time we're exactly Like years. we're we're probably twenty 25 years behind in that sense that's and that's that is tech and essentially so uh, I feel we'll be definitely coming up behind you guys at some point
3: hmm. well one one of the things that you you talked about in in the media companies that you're shooting the documentaries. Mm. But I think what kind of gets overlooked is that you actually have autobiographies, the mm-hmm. these these book deals. Did, was that something that you, in your mind you knew you wanted to get your story out through that format? Or was somebody like, hey, this would be good for you as well?
1: Yeah, I think it's also about controlling your narrative as well because I think a lot of things are said about players and athletes over the years that are like, are they really true? A lot of them A lot of them aren't true. And being able to control that, I think um, with book deals, I think it's... Because it's, a lot of books do get written about certain players, but a, a lot of the time the player hasn't actually agreed to it and been a part of the process. Mm-hmm. So to be able to control that and be a part of that is, I think, important for players if if the desire and want is out there for you to write a book. But also like with the documentaries that I've done that are about my life and about certain aspects of my life, a lot of it is to help other people. Um, like what I went through with with my, my wife and my mum in quick succession, both passing away, uh, my previous wife, um, talking about that as a man and kind of, people always look at that masculine, that, that that machoism that comes with men. Sometimes you have to to be vulnerable at times and showing emotion at times. I think there's a lot of people out there that are probably unaware of as to how that can benefit you when you're going through really bad and, and down times and i think just showcasing that on a documentary for people to see it and visualize it i think can be powerful and can change people's kind of fortunes a lot of the time
2: yeah for sure mental health extremely important mm-hmm. extremely important mm-hmm. especially for men especially for black men
1: mm. for sure um
2: we're not to talk man isn't it? yeah yeah about yeah. feelings That's cool
1: yeah yeah not cool
2: yeah uh, music. I understand you, you. You're a big music enthusiast, too. Huh? Yeah, I love music, man.
1: <laughs> I love music. How'd you... When- I was just playing some Big L, actually. Oh, yeah? Oh. I just I introduced oh. one of the guys. So he's just like, I don't I don't know this guy. Like. Man, knows him.
2: <laughs> man, <Big laughs> <L>. man, <laughs> man, know them
3: things. Uh, a <laughs> legend.
2: So, um, what's, your, what's your vibe? Because I've, I've been getting educated on music in the UK. And um, I already know, like, the drill music is heavy right now. Mm. And then drill music is heavy in New York and it's influence. But then he was telling me that there's a music that pre predates drill music. Grime. 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 Grime scene. Grime scene. Grime scene, yeah. The grime scene. And then, of course, we know about that We know
1: about gigs. Mm.
3: We know Dave. about the National Anthem. Dave, we're
2: going to find Dave. Yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. And what's my guy now? Uh, Central English.
1: C. Central City, yeah, the she young right guy. Right back to it.
2: You guys are in the culture, man. <laughs> right back to it. Right back to it. So yeah, so what's the what's the vibe in London like as far as what's your musical taste that you grew up on and what's like what's happening now that you that you like?
1: What I grew up on was like like my my dad was a big music like he used to have vinyl got along one wall in the house so when he used to go out I used to just put like if he ever found out if I was a kid I'd have known about it but when he used to go out I used to sneak in and just put like the vinyl like Marvin Gaye and stuff like oh, that old school old school Barry White and stuff and then Temptations and then as I got older I was just like I, I loved R&B New Jack Swing Hip Hop I loved mm. that as a kid like Nas I used to love Nas when I was young no, That's my um, oh, I used to love him man um <laughs> Nas, um, but then like all Jodeci, that type of H-Town and stuff like that. Like, you know, <laughs> the moments you need in your life, the moments. G- I yeah. will cry for you. Forever My Lady and all them <laughs> yeah. shit. there. Are H-Town. Um, so like all that type of stuff, <laughs> jagged edge, down forever. Um, <laughs> body rocking,
3: rocking <laughs> yeah. the <boots>. yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> um, all them type that 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 was like I to, Donnell Jones. Like he actually sang at my birthday when I was younger. Donnell, yeah, Donnell, yeah, he was, he was cool. Um Classic. So all, all that type of stuff, and then obviously as you get like reggae has been a huge influence on my life, like Raga, reggae, like that like, Banton, on Bounty Killer, Sizzler, all like I love. That's my probably go to. Garnet silk, people like that. But Garnet then you silk. got like um like in in England that's the thing, you there was like jungle, house, grime. And then it's like obviously now you got drill. But the the grime stuff was like when I was younger and I was out and I was about it like with like you know, I don't know if you know like Kano, Dizzy Rascal, Skepta, Jeremy, all them boys were coming out like you were now like they're they're like part of the culture, deep in the culture and set the standard and set everything for the young guys now to come and they're just like, they've just killed it. All these young jewel rappers and all these other artists now who are doing hip hop and rap, they're just, they're actually making proper money. Mm-hmm. Whereas the guys before in their early days, it was difficult for them to make money and the, the, the system wouldn't really allow it. It wasn't as accepting. You look at the charts now, Afrobeats even, mm-hmm. you, you heard some Afrobeats? Yeah, yeah was
2: yeah. in Nigeria. We interviewed uh, David off.
1: Oh, Wicked, yeah, yeah nice guy. And, and Lagos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's so a Man so. United fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> good guy. You know, yeah. I, drove
2: past the, the, uh, I drove past Chelsea the other day, mm. took a picture, and he was in my DMs like, wrong wrong
3: team. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you, oh, Arsenal, I think. Arsenal, Arsenal. Yeah, Arsenal, yeah. Davidoff yeah. Ar- knows, he knows. That, that
1: knows. might be wrong team too, though. No, that's the That's all oh, man it, you it, got. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: I yeah. know no, it's good. But no, like, all the, all that type of music I love, like, and... I just love music in general. I, I, it's like I'm not too like. Oh, I only listen to this music and I, and I hate that time I, I just I just love good music mm-hmm. and hip hop. Like is a massive, especially the older hip hop. I'm more like I like the, a lot of the new stuff, but 90s and yeah. early 2000s. We I'm grew like, up in the same time. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, Biggie, like Big L, yeah. <laughs> All right. Play this to these young guys who don't understand, man. They don't get the same vibes. We got we got to take them through a journey to New York
3: real quick. <laughs> Uh, I I g I gotta do this from from a sports standpoint. Because in America, probably the two one of the two two of the three most famous people that we knew was David Beckham and obviously Cristiano Ronaldo. Mm-hmm. You've been around both. Mm-hmm. What has that been like watching like that level of like I guess I, I don't even know what celebrity. the color um, was. Do, do you know a mad star. thing?
1: I'm not like dropping names here. Yeah. I went to a um say with David Beckham, whenever you turned up anywhere with Bex, it was like, it was like the Beatles would turn up. It was just like, it was just a crazy experience. The hysteria that follows that guy is just mad. Like, he will turn a whole room upside down. From the chicks to the old men to the kids, they're all going upside down to get near and get a picture of him. And, you know what, it's mad, because I should just sometimes step back. Like, I remember I was at a fashion show in, in Paris once and, and Usher was there and I'd done some stuff with Usher years ago. He was there um, and we were talking and Bex was there doing his thing and obviously loads of people was around him going crazy and he went to me, don't don't you uh, don't you get involved and, and stuff like that? So I Usher said to me. I said, bro, just let, you've got to let him do what he's going to do, man. You don't, I don't want to get caught up in all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that crazy. <laughs> like, And he's at a fashion show with A-listers everywhere and mm-hmm. they're going nuts from, and he retired years ago. It's crazy. And then you've got Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo who is just like, Another one's like, he flipped the game on his head in terms of like numbers now, like numbers on Instagram. And and everyone looks at who's the biggest on Instagram and and probably everyone in America would never really know that he's he's the biggest guy on on Instagram. We
2: were just having this conversation yesterday and we were saying that um, he, somebody, one of our friends said that anywhere he goes in the world, people's going to know who he is. And I'm like, nah, not really because a lot of people in America are not really well,
3: they football, watch football like
1: Anywhere that. outside of America he goes in the world, everyone will know him. I don't think there's a place he goes in the world outside of America. Listen, there's going to be states in America that people know him. And listen, when he turns up, there will be some, ev- ev- everywhere he will go, someone will yeah. know him. Yeah, yeah, But the hysteria, I, if you were saying who gets more craziness around him, I'd say Cristiano. Wow. Like, you were
2: saying him versus LeBron. And I'm saying, like, anywhere outside of America,
1: Cristiano, easy, easy, <laughs> easy, different. Easy, different, easy. different. Like, <laughs> what, I mean, like you know the, the American sports stars, like, yeah, they are fucking huge. They are. Yeah. It's like it's crazy. And you look at it and the amount of money the the ones nowadays are making, even years ago, but the amount of money they're making, and for all of that, outside of America, they can't compete with the top five, top maybe top ten football players in the world, Yeah. in terms of. Eyeballs and and seeing and hysteria. Yeah. Be, it's very different.
3: That's what I said. Even like from an Instagram standpoint, it's not even close, bro. Neymar, not even. Not even Neymar, no, Neymar, out Messi, out of here. Mbappe and the money. Pogba. Mbappe's my guy. Bro, whoa, well, yeah. money, money. Well, Cristiano. I mean, Floyd. Floyd. He, he might be past him now. Floyd. The billionaire Boys Club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're the Billionaire Boys Club. Messi's right there. He's on it. Yeah, Floyd was
2: number one for like. He was. He ha-
3: He got to it. Yeah. Well, Tiger, Michael, and Tiger, Braun. Cristiano, Messi, they right there, and Neymar gonna be next. I
1: think the difference is 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 the endorsement deals in America are different. Right, they're crazy,
3: like but they they get these large like the the Nike contract. Yeah, they're crazy. crazy. One the, thing, the, the data for Messi we, is crazy. Before
2: we wrap, I have this question because I I took a liking to Neymar, um, and I was following his career, and I remember when he signed some deal, it was crazy, and they had to pay like twenty million euros oh, the transfer fees. Transfer fee. What is the tra- Like, what's
1: that? Can you explain that? So like in England. Say a player is signs a five year deal. Any time in that five years, a club can c- approach the club who owns the player and say, "We want that player." And the club who owns that player will say, "Okay, if you want him, we value him at a hundred million pounds. If you want him, you can buy him, and t- then you, you you take his contract, you renegotiate his personal contract, but you've got to pay a hundred million pounds, and you get to take the player to the now, club. You paid a hundred million pounds from club to club." Mm-hmm. Then the player then negotiates his contract whereas you can't do that in american sports no, no you get traded you get you traded. traded or you gotta wait for your contract. but there's anything. no but there's no there's, transfer there's no fee. fee whereas in, yeah, yeah, in, yeah. in in football where there's a fee every player has a value so mbappe now if he's if the, he, he, he's going for a free transfer sure, so I'm he's a, he's, he's at the end of his contract say he might have signed a five-year deal he's now got his contract down to at the end of this season will be zero no years no on it, fee. so there's no transfer fee. So you imagine what wages he'll be asking for? He'll be saying, "I'm worth two hundred and fifty million pounds as a player as a one-off fee. Forget my wages. I need to see some of that two hundred and fifty yeah. million pounds because I'm saving you that by going to a free a, 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 a zero on my
3: contract in yeah. length in time." I, I think what Messi's contract was. It was rumored to be like six hundred and sixty million. Yeah, his contract was crazy, man. <laughs> Serious, six hundred sixty like, million. So like, in, that's before.
1: Endorsements,
3: right? Just a contract to play
1: crackers. I, play, I, play, I played in the wrong era, man. I played in the wrong era. Do you know what I used to have this conversation with one of my partners in in, in football? Me and the manja Vidic. Any football fans out there? You'll know who he is. And we sit there, and I sit there and go to him, bro. We got in at the best time. <laughs> we earned the most money. Oh my god, the guys from five years ago, ten years ago, they're looking at us like crazy. And he used to go, "Yeah, you think we are?" I said, "Yeah, he ain't going harder than
3: this." Bro, <laughs> million these, things, right? these guys
1: have cleaned up different, yeah.
3: but it's good. Good I luck to them. We had this conversation the other day. Um, when we were saying, like, Mbappe, such a great player, such a young talent. Every year, it seems like there's a there's some type of transfer that's about to happen with him. Hmm. Why is it when he ha- he's playing for PSG with two other all time greats? Why, what, like, what's the science behind that? Is he be, wants to be a star of his own situation, or like, how, how does that work? What's the psychology behind that?
1: I think it's because he's been there for about four or five years mm-hmm. and he's like, what more can I do here? I need a new challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, I think also for Mbappe, I think it might be about like culture as well, like to be considered the best in the world. Just just imagine, he's got to share the spotlight with two superstars.
3: That are bigger than him.
1: Yeah, yeah, at the moment. But in terms of playing, who's playing the best football? Mbappe, you could argue say it's him. It's him, yeah. But in terms of superstardom, He's probably third on the rung because of the time he's been in the game compared to these guys. So he just may... Also, that league isn't considered the best league that he plays in. Got to come here. Got to come to the Premier League. or La Liga have two big clubs, Barcelona and Real Madrid. And everyone's saying Madrid that he's going to go there. But historically, they're huge clubs. So they still have huge pools. It's like like, um, in America, you guys... What would be the NBA team that everyone goes down? The, the, Lakers. Lakers. the, Lakers. the Lakers. The Lakers. The Lakers. The Lakers. You, the Lakers. you gotta go and pay for. It. If you get a chance to pay for the Lakers, if you gotta do it. And that's what it's like when you look at. So PSG is a very new team.
3: Yeah, and they always get a guy. So like, they had Kobe rest in peace, and then they got Bron. So they lost. Yeah. Obviously, Cristiano Ronaldo left to go to Italy. So now Mbappe will take that torch. Yeah,
1: and then Haaland as well. Don't forget Haaland. He's another. He's a big talent. He's yeah. coming from Dortmund, and he's in. I think he'll probably go to Barcelona. Mm. Maybe unless he comes to the Premier League. But oh, lost Messi. So it's just, it's crazy. It's similar. Yeah. Speaking of Messi, this is an age-long debate. <laughs> Ronaldo, Messi,
3: who is the best? Can I let's add to it? Are you gonna say all-time? Yeah. Like who's who's better? Career? Are we putting Pele in this conversation?
2: No, well, no, no. I'm not gonna say. That's a whole different
1: conversation.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: Pele. We say all-time. Well, he's the great. He he's like. Uh, it's difficult though to uh, to, to <laughs> say Irish. who's. You know why? Because look at the amount we see. Of these, of these two guys, we see their whole catalogue. But with Pele, what, what do we see? We don't have that history to be able to go, oh, I, we only saw the World Cup, really. Mm-hmm. When he played every day, so the World Cup came around every four years. We, we only saw him really every four years. Mm-hmm. So to judge him just on that, I think is like, I almost have to put him to one side and say, yeah, he's a great, maybe the greatest of all time, but I wouldn't put him against these guys because I don't know enough. Mm-hmm. These two, in this era, there's get- no one there. The numbers that these two have done, the, the consistency sustained over a long period of time never been seen before. Never, ever. It's just, it's, it's outrageous. And at the same time. And at the same time, it's like in tennis when you had like, I don't know, Federer and, and Nadal. Nadal. And now Djokovic. Like, and now Djokovic, like you really got that in football. You had like Maradona was the man. Yeah. Pelé was the man, but different eras. Now we had two of them fighting against each other from afar. It was just a beautiful story. Yeah. Who's the best? I like to put it, I don't know, man. Diplomatic. I I was, yeah. no, Diplomatic.
3: Man, Do you know what? Diplomatic. He's a man you got. No, you know Diplomatic. what? So we um,
1: got to be careful. Messi, Messi, like, Messi is the artist of artists. Like what he does on a pitch, providing chances for other people, scoring beautiful goals, almost like just painting pictures around the pitch. He was just mesmeric to watch. He just was like, this guy is from a different, different outer space. Mm-hmm. Cristiano is the most decisive footballer I've ever seen.
3: Size, talent, speed. Just all d- of it. Decide,
1: he decides games. And you look through his career, the biggest moments, this guy just steps up and just scores. And like, they're both great. And I, it's almost like, let's just enjoy them. Don't matter who's the best, just enjoy them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But because it's that close as well for me. Well, he's back here. He's back in Manchester. They're he's not back. having a good time, man. They're not having a good time. But like, he's back. <laughs> but he's back. Yeah. Well point where he started.
2: Well, yeah. It's been a pleasure, my brother. Nice to meet you, man. Thank you
1: again. I'm a fan of the show, man. So oh, appreciate it. Nice appreciate. To meet, it. Man. Thank you for the
2: yeah. hospitality. Um, yeah. Anything you want to tell the people before we wrap? Any projects you're working on? Anything?
1: No. You know what? I've got a sick project coming out soon, and um, we've actually got a crowd fund that you guys might want to be interested in at some okay. point. But it's um, it's called We Are Eight. Go on the app store. We are eight, go on the app store and search it out. It's, um, it's an unbelievable platform, social platform where there's no hate, no toxicity, um, helps the environment, but also what the most important thing, well, one of the most important things it does alongside that is that it economically empowers people. You watch an advert, you get paid. Mm. And that's something that I've never seen before. Never gets done. I could never give back to my fans or people that have championed me on social media. That's enabled me to go and get big deals with other commercial brands. Now I've got a viable, sustainable way of giving back to the people that have championed me. As long as they download that platform, download the app, they can get paid to watch an advert two minutes a day. Don't oh, sick. There you so, have- by the way, don't forget where we are. We are at Vive, Five Five Five. Vibe with 5. Check it out on YouTube. We do it every week, every Monday, 5 p.m. UK time. Do not miss it. You want to know about football? You want to get educated on football? Vibe with 5.
3: I got to make it to a... Vive <laughs> <gotta laughs> with
1: 5.
2: And I am still a free agent from who I'm going to root for. But I'm leaning towards Manchester
1: United. <laughs> yeah, we, we always need more fans, more hundreds of millions that we've got already. We need new ones from over the over the pond. It's nice. <laughs> there you have it. There you have it. Like, I think I think.
2: I'm, the deal th- has been signed. I'm, I'm
3: choosing by country. <laughs> the deal yeah. has been signed. I'm going to go PSG. Put my Ma- man. Messi's you there him.
2: and I, I'll go. Me and, me and Drake. I'm bringing Drake back. <laughs> is is Drake
1: a real? Is he a real fan? we him? gonna We going to get gonna, him, gonna him back. Get, is he on the show? You have had him on the show?
3: Not yet. Not, Not yet.
1: Have you reached out to him?
3: uh somebody gotta reach out to future the prince that's how yeah, that's yeah. how you gotta go through the channel soon come i feel like Drake, yeah.
2: Drake will soon come yeah okay good no bro.
3: chit-chatting <laughs> <laughs> better talk nice yeah. Troy, Last words. yo uh shout out to everybody that is uh, earner, man i can't say it enough man the the love that we've gotten here in the uk just shows us that this is a global impact and we couldn't be more humbled by it. So thank you for your continued support. Uh we're gonna keep delivering because we know that the mission is super important and we take it very, 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 very serious. So shout out to y'all and shout out to everybody that supports the merch access of our abilities. You know, that's the slogan, but we live by that. So shout out to y'all that support and shout out to our team and our families that are out here with us um enjoying this UK run. It's been incredible. Yeah,
2: shout out to London. And if you don't see us in the States, that means man's gone clear. Man's gone clear. <laughs> They're on
1: an island somewhere. We're <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. gonna be in Europe, running through Europe. Man's, man's gone, gone clear. A whole for Europe real. tour, man. Thank you guys for rocking with us. We'll see you next week.
3: Peace. Peace.
2: My graduates from my school being Forbes. Bagdrop. Bag drop. mic drop. Bagdrop. Bag drop.
1: Bad drop.